0: Hey guys, and welcome to Money Talks News, the podcast. In this episode, we're talking about credit repair. You know, your credit really matters a lot. Nearly every financial transaction involves your credit. Getting an apartment, buying a house, getting cell service, how much you pay for car insurance, sometimes even getting a job. And your credit can determine not just whether you get various services, but how much you're going to end up paying for them. So, what happens you have if you have crappy credit? Well, you might turn to a credit repair company, but this is an area rife with ripoffs. There are more than 40,000 credit repair companies in the United States, and it's not easy to tell the good guys from the bad ones. And believe me, there are plenty of bad guys out there. So today, we're going to talk about how to fix your credit yourself, or if you need help, how to find good help. I'm Stacey Johnson. As usual, my co-host will be financial journalist, Miranda Marquette. Hello, Miranda Marquette
1: hello Stacy I'm excited I love I love when we do these ones where we uh, help people avoid rip-offs
0: yeah like. me too listening in and sometimes contributing is our producer and novice investor Aaron Freeman hey Aaron hello
2: everybody it's a very important topic
0: it is an important topic and today we have a special guest and that is Michelle Lambright black hello Michelle
3: hi how are you
0: I am divine how are you
3: I'm doing great thanks for having me today.
0: Thanks for being here. Now, before we start the show, folks, remember this is not financial advice we're offering here, so make sure to do your own research and consult your own experts before acting on anything you may hear on this podcast. Okay, let let's dive right in. Michelle, tell us why you how you happen to come here today as our expert on credit repair.
3: Well, I am a credit expert and a freelance writer, and I got my start in the credit industry way back in the early 2000s. At the time, I started working part-time for a mortgage company, and the company had a credit coaching program that helped people who couldn't qualify for a home loan, Mm -hmm. either due to their credit or some other reason, but usually because of their credit. Um, So when I graduated college, my father and I started our own credit business, and we decided to continue helping people with their credit for a number of years from there. Um, Eventually, however, we decided to close that company, and now I still get to teach people about their credit and personal finance, but I do it as a full-time freelance writer and speaker, and I'm also a credit expert witness. That's a legal consultant who helps clients and attorneys who are involved in credit-related lawsuits. So you could call me a big credit nerd. I have spent my entire (laughs) career around credit.
0: Well, I was a board member of Consumer Credit Counseling Service. So I'm very familiar with them too. In fact, one of the first news stories I ever did was 1991. I think was on credit, uh, credit counseling. That was uh, not credit repair. As a matter of fact, there's a good place for us to start our conversation. Um, what what does credit repair do versus credit counseling versus bankruptcy? I mean, how how do different ways people deal with credit issues.
3: So credit repair, credit counseling, bankruptcy, they all provide different services to deal with some similar issues. Credit repair companies, they can um, help you dispute inaccuracies with the credit bureaus. They can offer you um, advice and education on how to like improve your credit rating and credit score. A credit counseling company, that's usually a nonprofit company that's going to help you like negotiate with your credit card companies, try to lower your interest rates and get out of debt. And a bankruptcy attorney, they're going to help you, you know, deal with your debt and address those issues in a different way. So it just depends on what your goal is um, and really how severe your financial issues are as well.
0: Well how do I figure it out? Let's say I'm a person with bad credit right now. Let's say my, my credit score, eight fifty is the top FICO credit score, right? Right. Um, let's vert. say that my credit score is six hundred and I want to buy a house. I mean is six hundred is not uncommon, right? I mean people people can have credit scores that low, right?
3: Oh yes, and a lot lower. So if you have a credit score around six hundred and you're not drowning in debt. You know, you might be a candidate for credit repair or even do-it-yourself credit repair. If you have credit scores in, you know, the low 500s, the 400s, and you're struggling to make ends meet, um, and you really can't afford basic necessities, credit repair probably isn't going to be a good fit for you. You might need a more aggressive approach like credit counseling or bankruptcy, or you you might at least want to seriously consider those options. You know, before you go with a less aggressive approach like credit repair.
0: Okay, so what I'm hearing you say then, just to clarify, is that if I've got problems paying my bills, I need to get a, a more intense intervention, like from a credit counseling agency or from uh, maybe a debt settlement company, or even a bankruptcy lawyer. If, if I if I just if I'm paying my bills and I just want to raise my credit score, then I might go to a credit repair company. Is that right?
3: In general, yes. Every situation is different, but that's a pretty good rule of thumb.
0: Now, oh, by the way, since I just introduced another term too, credit repair, I'm sorry, um, debt settlement or credit counseling? What's the difference between those two things?
3: Uh, debt settlement, um, that's another type of service that can help people um, address their debts as well. Debt settlement, those are companies that will help you attempt to settle like a uh, credit card debt that you're wanting to pay off for less than you owe. Um, debt settlement isn't my favorite type of service, just because it can also damage your credit score. Um, it's going to have an impact, a negative impact on your credit, because a lot of debt settlement companies will advise you to, you know, stop paying your credit card bills um, in order to fall behind on that account, so that you get yourself in a position. Where you can negotiate a lower, you know, a lower settlement with that credit card company. Um, It's just not my favorite. And you can do debt settlement on your own, or you can hire a company to negotiate on your behalf. Debt settlement companies frequently charge 25 to 40% of what they pay you. And like credit repair companies, there are bad actors in this space too. So you've got to be careful to. Protect yourself and make sure you deal with a reputable company. If you know you go the debt settlement route
0: as well, now, let's talk about the the industry in which I participated quite a bit. Um, credit counseling. What 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 do they do in a nutshell?
3: So credit counseling companies they can offer you um, they can offer you one on one advice. Again, these are nonprofit companies. They can help you set up a budget so that you make sure that you are managing your finances better. They offer um, some debt settlement services as well, but these are debt management plans, DMPs. And they can also negotiate with um, like credit card companies and other um, types of unsecured um, with other unsecured debts on your behalf. Um, To like lower your interest rates and uh, consolidate your debts into one big DMP, a debt management plan, um, and help make that debt more manageable. A lot of times, this is debt that you're either already behind on or struggling to keep up with. Um, This helps you kind of get out of the hole that you're already in or something that you're really already struggling to keep up with. So, I see this as a good solution for someone who's already struggling to keep up with their bills or on the precipice of you know getting out of control with their finances
0: yeah and here's a question i've gotten a lot over the years too how do you know when you're supposed to file for bankruptcy instead of even trying to get credit counseling or something like that
3: i think every situation's different i think it's good to consult with a bankruptcy attorney if you feel like you're Overwhelmed and at the point of not being able to, you know, manage those bills at all. If you feel like you're on the verge of losing property or losing assets, it's a good idea to talk to a professional and get their advice and see what a reputable bankruptcy attorney advises. Then at least you have that advice and can get recommendations from someone who can, you know, tell you what they think. And then you can weigh your options and weigh the pros and cons because every situation is so different. Um, You know, bankruptcy is there to protect you from your creditors. And in some situations, you need that. Now, it's going to have a major impact on your credit for 10 years, in most cases, seven to 10 years. That doesn't mean you can never purchase a home or purchase a car again, but it's going to really impact your credit score and make it difficult to qualify for you know, new financing for quite some time. So it, it's an option that you should take with care. Um, you know, you shouldn't jump into it lightly anyway, but you, um, it, you know, if you're if you're on the verge of losing things or if you're worried about being sued by creditors, it's definitely wor- worth talking to a professional to see what kind of advice they have to offer.
0: Okay. Okay, let's have a show of hands, which is meaningless because this is only audio. But... Uh, <laughs> Who here has had credit issues in the past? Have you? Have you, Michelle?
3: I haven't. I was fortunate though because I started, you know, working for this credit coaching program when I was in college. So before I created credit in the first place, I kind of learned what not to do.
0: Okay, and and I already know the answer for for our other panelists, but let's let's go ahead and say <laughs> it anyway, Michelle or, or um, Miranda. You have had credit issues in your past and your distant past, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, we we did a whole episode on how I accidentally signed up for um, uh, debt settlement when I meant to get a debt consolidation loan and didn't just you know wrecked my credit. Uh, I'll I'll we'll have a link to that in the show notes. You'll be able to have a link to that uh, to that show where we talk in depth about uh, how I uh, destroyed my credit by not paying attention.
0: Yeah, and see, and this is this is a good uh, this is a good illumination of the problem here. This is confusing. It's confusing to know what to do and and you're an expert at this I mean maybe you weren't as expert at the time but you're you know I mean you knew something about it and you were still led astray so it's that's that's a good highlight to people who need to really pay attention to what they're doing uh and then Aaron you've had credit issues in the past right
2: oh yeah oh yeah I, I like Miranda, I've said many times uh you know how I was a spender and got into big trouble and had to you know do the whole bankruptcy route and it helped out in in the end you know long term
0: yeah. And, you know, I, I tell people, too, this is really important for anyone listening to this podcast, probably the most common thing that I've encountered over the years. And I've, I've talked to hundreds of people with credit problems, and they all are ashamed. Uh, and the first, so what I want to reiterate is, you are definitely not alone. I'll tell you that. I mean, they're having issues with credit is more the rules than the exception. I mean, almost everybody in the United States has. I don't want to make a blanket statement like that, but it's very, very common. And so, you know, and that, I I really, I stress that because I don't want people to ever hesitate to get help because I think a lot of time people are ashamed to get help. Would you agree with that, Michelle? Oh,
3: absolutely. And when I say I haven't had credit problems, I haven't necessarily had a credit score problem, but even me knowing better, I have had debt problems. I have been in credit card debt more than once. And I definitely know better. I've been in the credit industry, you know, since college. So it's very easy to make credit management mistakes, no matter who you are.
0: Yeah, it is. So if you're out there and you've got a credit issue, the first thing you need to do is stop lying awake at night, staring at the ceiling and picking up the phone and doing something. Like you can call a nonprofit credit counselor. They'll talk, they'll talk to you for free. I mean, it's like having a coach for free. That doesn't mean all—not all their services are free, but but there's help out there. And what a lot of people do, and I just hate the thought of people, you know, freaking out and being afraid, not knowing what to do, standing like a deer in the headlights, and their problem just gets worse every day. So you know, you you really want to take steps when you see a problem on the horizon versus when the storm is already breaking over your head. Um, but let, let's talk about—is um, it time for a break? Almost. But let, let's let's talk about credit repair in general. Uh, We'll have the break, then we'll come back and talk about it specifically. So tell me what credit repair is again. You're really just trying to fix your credit score. Is that right?
3: Yes, and credit report errors, credit inaccuracies also have the potential to hurt your credit score, even if they're wrong. That's the basis of credit repair as well. Um, If you get an error on your credit report, that's not your fault it has the potential to drop your credit score tremendously and that can make it difficult to qualify for financing or to get a good rate on a mortgage or an auto loan um, or you know, qualify for better credit card offers. Um, that can lower your credit score unfairly. And that's what credit repair companies can help you address is inaccuracies and questionable information on your credit report.
0: Cool. And, and just to reiterate too, for those people out there, I actually, I have no doubt. Um, so what, what do I care about my credit score? So why, why is it important to have a, a healthy credit history if you have no intention to borrow money?
3: Well, for a few reasons. It's definitely important if you plan to borrow money, and I can talk about that in a minute. But even if you're not planning on getting a mortgage or a car loan, um, it can impact your insurance rates. Um, your auto insurance, for example, your credit score, depending on the state you live in, your credit score can be more influential over your car insurance premiums than your driving record can be.
2: That's ridiculous. You What's know, interesting about that is that you never see that, you know, when you're signing up for insurance or you're, yeah. you're looking at car rates, they never say anything about that. And uh, and yet you you read, you know, about this and oh, it can affect this and it could affect that, but you don't ever they don't ever tell you that. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's ridiculous. Insurance companies use credit scores to predict whether their customers are going to file a claim that will cost the insurance company money. That's why they're so important to insurance companies.
0: Yeah, and you can't really blame them. I mean, you know, if they, if you have access to to statistics that tell you that people who crash their credit are more likely to crash their cars, you're going to charge more. I mean, you know, you can't really blame them for that. Uh, just like you know, it's well, it's the same thing as if you've defaulted on a loan the lender is going to charge you higher interest your next lender is going to charge you higher interest because you proved that you weren't able to repay a loan that you took out it's the same type of thing you know if they can if they can prove the insurance company can prove that you being not able to manage your credit makes you not able to manage your car then they're going to use that as a way to up your rates same thing with working i mean not all jobs require credit checks but you know if you're getting a job especially one where you're handling money Um, it's fair for the employer to know that, you know, if you can't manage your own money, how are you going to manage the companies? So this happens not, it's illegal in some states to use credit for employment decisions, but many, many do and many companies use it. Is that, that's right, isn't it, Michelle?
3: Yes. Yes. Uh, Employers cannot check your credit score, but they can check your credit report with your written permission in many states for both job opportunities and promotions.
0: Okay, well, let's take a quick break. While we take a break, I want everyone out there with bad credit to be really freaking out about what the heck (laughs) we're going to (laughs) do. No, but when we come back in a minute, we're going to tell you what to do so you don't have to worry about this stuff. We're going to be right back right after this. Okay, we are back. uh, And we're going to talk about how to fix your credit but before we do that if you appreciate what we do with this podcast would you do something for me would you share this show with your friends and family your favorite social media platforms and also subscribe to our podcast it only takes you two seconds but it really helps us so please do that Uh, and with that uh, self-promotion let's get back into our topic okay I want to know how to fix my credit and more importantly I want to know can I do this myself Michelle can I make my credit better all by myself
3: Absolutely. So the Fair Credit Reporting Act gives anyone the right to dispute errors on their own credit report. You can do this yourself, or you can pay a company to send disputes to the credit bureaus on your behalf if you want to. Um, but you can send your own disputes to Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian on your own.
0: Can you send to one and they automatically have to re- report to the other ones, or do you have to send to all three?
3: Nope, they're competitors. So if you want to dispute items on your credit reports, you have to send them to all three. It's not like uh, fraud alerts where you notify one credit bureau and they have to notify the other. With disputes, you have to send them to each individual credit bureau yourself.
0: Now disputes are relatively easy to do. the The, uh, the process differs by reporting agency, but it's relatively easy to do. I, I remember back in the day, you had to send a letter. You know. Um, and, and I think I think the advice back then was even to send a registered letter to, to dispute items on your credit report. Of course now um, we have the uh, World wide web the information superhighway <laughs> so so now you can file these things online a lot um, it, but it's not it's not hard to do right to, to dispute something in your credit history
3: right it's not hard to do you can do it online um, the Federal Trade Commission for the record does still recommend that you send it via registered mail um, and you, Actually, do lose a few rights if you send it online. You have to check a little checkbox that if something goes wrong in the process, you agree to litigation um instead of your right to sue the credit bureaus, basically, if something goes wrong. So depending on you know how into the weeds you want to get, you you might still want to use old fashioned snail mail and send a letter and send it certified. Uh, But if you're not worried about all of that and want to save time, absolutely, you know, you can send it, um, you know, online and just click a few buttons and save yourself time as well with each of the credit bureaus.
0: I didn't know that they still recommended certified mail. Um, Okay. So now let's start at the beginning. I've written about this a lot. Here's what what I always say. Step one is to get your credit report, right? Yes. And where do you get that?
3: annualcreditreport.com is the best place to do that because it's free. You can get it from Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian. All three credit bureaus, you're entitled to one credit report from each credit bureau every 12 months. But through the end of this year, you can get a free credit report from each bureau every week. Wow, how come? Um, It was a response to the um, pandemic, and they have extended that benefit to consumers through the end of 2023.
0: Awesome. So we all should get our credit report because it doesn't cost anything. You can look at it. And that's what you're going to do. You're going to get your credit report. You're going to look at it. And then you're going to see, first, you're going to check for mistakes, right?
3: Right. And anything, not just mistakes. if it looks questionable, go ahead and circle it because Um, you'd be surprised the things that can have impacts on your credit score. If something on that report looks newer than it should be, like a negative account, and you're like, hey, I thought that thing was seven years old, and it looks like it's only two years old. I don't think that's right. Well, that could be an error. you, You might recognize the account, but it looks like it's newer than it really is. That could be unfairly holding your credit score down because it is reporting an incorrect date stuff like that you want to keep eyes out for as well.
0: Now you said 7 years. I know, I know you've mentioned this in passing before, but what what what's what's important about 7 years?
3: Most accounts after 7 years are supposed to be purged from your credit report if they're negative.
0: Okay. So that's so, an
3: important date to look for.
0: So we're going to go through our credit report, we're going to look for errors. And and by the way, errors are not uncommon, right? They they're very common.
3: Yes, they are very common. There was a um report out here recently from uh, consumer reports. Oh, I was trying to find it. I think I, I've so- got it.
0: I've got I've got it. I've got it in my notes. I think what I've got is one third of Americans have inaccuracies in their credit report. That's from consumer yep. reports. That, that sounds right. That, it's an astounding number. I mean, and and actually it's an enraging number because I mean, imagine you could lose the opportunity for a job. You could be paying more on your mortgage. I mean, the, the, you could pay more for your car insurance. And th- and because somebody else screwed up, I mean, this is this is outrageous to me that, that they're allowed to make mistakes at that level, uh, and yet it's that's been going on since I've been a consumer reporter, which is thirty years. It happens all the time, and it ain't fair.
3: I agree. The consequences can be tremendous. It's definitely not fair.
0: That's why everybody needs to look at their report. And gosh, if it's free, how can you not? You know, and and when you first get your credit report, and I haven't looked at mine in a while, um, but. Uh, it, it may look a little confusing to you. So you, you just have to stare at it for a little while because sometimes you'll see things on there twice. I mean, and it's, you know, computer ease type stuff, but it's not really hard to understand. But yeah, you might just stare at it for a little while before it all becomes clear to you. But just, just do that. Everybody, as soon as they, you listen to this podcast, when we're done, get your credit report. Why not? Doesn't cost anything. Take a look at it, see if there are any mistakes. And if there are, and, the, and the, as I recall, Michelle, correct me if I'm wrong, when you get your credit report, it tells you how to, if there's if you see a mistake, what to do, right?
3: Yes, typically at the back of the credit report, it'll give you instructions on how to dispute anything you disagree with, uh, with the credit bureaus.
0: Okay, so we've looked at our credit report. We found, we, we, we've found made sure there's no errors. Now, there is stuff on there, though. I mean, I did have a, a 30-day late when I paid my mortgage last year, uh, so it's accurate, but it's hurting my credit score and my credit report what do I do about that?
3: Well, accurate items um, can stay on your credit report usually for seven to 10 years, even if they're negative, but you can look for other ways to improve your credit if that's the case. So if you see something on your credit report, like, yeah, I paid that late and that date looks accurate, then you start digging through the rest of your report and looking for other things you can do to improve your credit. So, hey maybe I have some credit card balances I can work on paying down because your credit card balances could have a big impact on your credit score so um you could start looking at paying off the, the credit cards with the smallest balances first if your goal is to improve your credit score fastest that's where you'd want to focus
2: um, <laughs> Is there, a point, that, is there a point in which we're overly worried about our credit score? You know, once you get everything fixed up, is there, I mean, a lot of people look at that number all the time and those numbers are different from in various reports everywhere you look. But is there like, is it once you get past, you know, 720, you, the the differences between 720 and, and, and 780, not so big?
3: I'd say 760 is usually about your magic number, so oh, yeah? to speak, if you're looking for one. Usually at about 760, you're typically getting the best offers that most lenders make available to consumers. Um, above 760, it's typically bragging rights in most cases.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've got, by the way, I've got an 835. That was me bragging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, now, let me ask you because uh, Aaron filed bankruptcy, but how about you, Miranda? Did you do any of this stuff to help fix your credit once once you had screwed it up?
1: Uh, no. I mean, really at that point, the best I could do is like, Um, since, since, you know, most of what happens when you accidentally sign up for debt settlement is that you're no longer making payments. And so really the best you can do at that point is, um, you know, hope that the, you know, you can get your accounts marked paid as agreed and then just make payments going forward and not be late again. Um, and it could take a couple years for that recovery. But um, one of the things I'd like from Michelle is some like red flags because, you know, when you're, when you're in these situations, you are in fact really desperate. You're really trying to fix this and, you really, and so that makes it difficult to, you You know, you you see these big promises from credit repair companies are like, we're going to fix this for you. It's going to be magical. Um, and mine was a slightly different situation because I had, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to get a debt consolidation loan. But I went through a company that instead of giving me an actual loan ended up putting me in a debt settlement program, which was very annoying because I had good credit and there was no reason for them to stick me in a debt settlement program. So, um, so, so I would like to know from Michelle, like, what are some of those red flags you want to watch out for as you're trying to figure out what to do, how to move forward? Michelle, what are some red flags that will like let you know, like, hey, wait a minute, this credit repair service might be a ripoff. This might not be what I need. Good question. So um, Michelle, what are some of those red flags? Yeah, that's a great question,
3: Miranda. Um, if you're looking, if you've decided you want to work with a professional credit repair company and hire someone to work on your behalf, Um, A reputable, honest credit repair company will never promise to remove negative information from your credit report. They can promise to try, but they cannot promise to remove anything from your credit report because it's up to the credit bureaus and up to the creditors to determine what gets deleted from your credit report. Um, A reputable, honest credit repair company will never promise to improve your credit score. Again, that's out of their control. Um, So if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Um, a reputable credit repair company will never tell you to lie, like change your social security number, or they'll never coach you to lie and say that like you were a victim of identity theft. Um, there are some really shady players out there that coach people to do dishonest things like that. So those are some big red flags you want to watch out for. Um, and another big one is a reputable credit repair company will never, demand upfront payment. They won't be asking you for hundreds or thousands of dollars upfront. Um, some credit repair companies do charge what's called a first work fee. That might be a couple of hundred bucks. That's pretty standard in the industry. So that's not too alarming. That's typically fine. Um, but if you've got a company that's asking you to pay for like your full service upfront for credit repair... That's a red flag just because of the way that credit repair laws work. Um, They're not supposed to do that.
0: It's against the law to charge money up front, isn't it?
3: Right. Other than like a first work fee and even that, typically they're supposed to do like the initial work first and come back and charge you retroactively a few days later.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, over the years, I have had multiple people approach me and say, oh, dude, you won't believe what happened. They're, my credit score is 400, but I just met this guy, and he said he can get it to 700 in two weeks. No. Yeah, I, you huge know, I'm red like, flag. Yeah, I'm like, no, this, this person is about to rip you off, but he seems so honest. I don't care. He's stealing your money. <laughs> And, and it's never worked. But you know, here's, a, here's a common thing that people used to do, Michelle, and I don't know if this still happens today, but remember, when you protest something on your credit uh, history, the credit reporting agency is required to remove it while it's investigated. In other words, you say, I didn't pay a late, pay, uh, late payment to uh, Bank of America, and then, they, and then they're required to remove that from your credit history and go to Bank of America and say, is this true? And the Bank of America comes back and says, yeah, that's true. Well, in the meantime, though, that's been off your credit history. So these credit repair companies would dispute everything that was negative, have it all taken off your credit history for 30 days, and then your credit score goes up, and then you apply for a credit while your credit score is high. But then those things come right back, your credit score goes right back down. Does that still happen?
3: Um, So people, a lot of lenders have adjusted now, um, like for a mortgage. What would happen is that it's not that the account is removed, but there's a code that's put on it that says it's in dispute. And when that in dispute code is on it, FICO ignores the account that's in dispute. So your credit score does shoot up when the, it's called an XD code. When that XD code is on there, FICO ignores it. So the the score shoots up. If a mortgage, if you apply for a mortgage while that in dispute code is on a credit report, now you can't qualify for the mortgage. So mortgage lenders wised up and now people cannot qualify for a mortgage if there's an active dispute happening.
0: Ah, interesting. Okay.
3: You got to wait until the dispute's resolved.
0: Now, if you were trying to repair your own credit, we could, would you, I know this may not be totally kosher, but it's possible. You know what? I, I've written it this way. You know, when you plead innocent to a traffic ticket and the cop doesn't show up in court, you automatically get off. So if, if you've got bad things on your credit history, you could just dispute everything and hope that maybe one or more of those lenders is out of business or loses the paperwork or whatever and they can't verify the debt and then it comes off your credit report. Is that a legitimate strategy?
3: Some people do that. Um I'm I'm not the morality police to tell people, you know, what to do with their with their credit report, but the Fair Credit Reporting Act says that you can dispute items on your credit report that you disagree with, that you think are inaccurate or questionable. So, you know, it's up if you're handling your own disputes, you have to read that and interpret it, you know, a, as you will.
0: Yeah, you're not supposed to dispute things that are accurate, but
3: yeah, yeah, I I I wouldn't do that on my own. But credit now, report. There's one more thing I would I only dispute something I thought was wrong.
0: There, there's Yeah, there's one more thing I want to ask you about, too. Now, I had an ex-wife uh, who had bad credit. You know, She had gone through a bad time, like many people have in their life, You know, and, and, and screwed up. And then she wanted to make things right again. So she you know, paid all of her bills on time and everything. But she went back to some of her creditors, credit card company, and said, I'm still a good customer of yours. Would you mind removing this late pay that I had two years ago? Uh, and they did it. Uh, but there's a name for that kind of a letter. I can't remember what it's called now. Michelle, do you know?
3: I do. It's a goodwill removal request. Yes. And that's absolutely worth asking sometimes, especially in your ex's situation. Um, that's precisely when you ask for it, because some creditors will say yes. And that's a great strategy to try.
0: Yeah, so so it doesn't hurt. Now, we've only got a few minutes left. So let's do this. We We just went over the things you can do with your own credit history. You can get it for free. You can go over to look for mistakes. You can challenge things that are inaccurate. You can ask from a creditor who put something accurate but negative on your credit history to remove it. Um, why would I need to hire a company to do that? I could do all this stuff myself.
3: Yeah, Some people prefer to work with an expert and have them manage it on their behalf just because they are busy or they want the advice of someone who has more knowledge in this area than they do. Because it can be frustrating. Sometimes you'll dispute an item and it will come back as verified. And if that item is really wrong and incorrect and it comes back as verified and stays there, that can become a very frustrating game of like, you know, Ring Around the rosy, where you're just going back and forth and trying to get an item off that you know shouldn't be there. But the creditor just automatically verifies your dispute Um even though it shouldn't be there, so having a, an expert work on your behalf can sometimes pay off in situations like that. But it all depends on your budget and your comfort level, and you know your time commitment to this. I think every situation is different, um, and you have to decide for yourself whether. You would prefer to pay someone, you know, a hundred dollars or more a month. I think that's about the going rate for credit repair these days, Um, or whether you know you want to dedicate a little bit of time to researching this and handling it on
0: your behalf. Yeah, you just answered the question I was just going to ask too: is how much it costs. I I, the people that I've seen um, snookered by credit repair people paid a lot more than that. They paid like six hundred bucks up front. And of course didn't get the service that they were promised, but you can do this for a hundred bucks a month.
3: Yeah. Um, I'd say one to one hundred and fifty. I think is around the going rate, depending on the services that you want. Um, there's lots of different companies out there with different levels of services though. So you do have to get out there and research, um, And, you know, some of them will like dispute with one credit bureau at a time or all three credit bureaus at a time, or they might limit you to like disputing a couple of accounts or unlimited disputes where you can dispute all of the accounts you want at once. So you've really got to get out there and research so that you know what you're paying for because sometimes cheaper isn't better. um, If they really limit you to like one credit bureau and one or two disputes a month, it might look cheaper on the surface, but it not
0: yeah, and and you know, speaking of all this stuff, there's so much information about this online, and I really encourage people to to read it and see what it looks like. For example, there are even exact letters you should send when you're trying to get a goodwill. What's it called? A goodwill what?
3: A goodwill removal or a goodwill deletion?
0: Yeah, a goodwill deletion. And so there there there's wording out there for how to do all this stuff. There's simple instructions. I myself have written about this twenty times at least over the years. There's plenty of stuff on our website and probably on Michelle's as well. So if you do have an issue don't just sit there, you know, uh, do something about it if you can.
3: Oh, absolutely. If you want to do it on your own, like you said, you can find templates that'll help make the process super easy, um, to guide you through the process of sending your own disputes yourself. Um, whether it be a dispute letter or a goodwill removal request, or, you know, show you strategies on other ways that you can work on trying to improve your credit scores.
0: And, and, you know, as we close our show, um, I'm going to assume, Randy, your credit is really good right now, isn't it?
1: Um, it's not amazing, but it has definitely <laughs> improved. Not what I it, expected. Has, it has it has improved since you know since since its its low, its low during that whole uh, debt settlement debacle. It has definitely improved since then. Uh, my son's credit is actually still better than mine right now. Oh, okay. So.
0: <laughs> well, Good I, job. I, was, Good I was hoping job, for some son. inspirational phoenix <laughs> rising from the ashes story. That we could it's better than listeners. it was. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Aaron?
2: Um, oh yeah, yeah. My credit is 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 way up there, and uh, we we keep our debts way down. And uh, per Michelle's blog, I was reading about you know debt utilization and all these other things you got going on in here, and we use a lot of these things to uh, keep everything happy. Cool,
0: but well, we are out of time. However.
2: Out of topic, we are
0: not. So dig a little deeper. You're going to find links to lots more info in our show notes. And remember, if your goal is to make more, to spend less, to retire rich and debt-free, your online home is MoneyTalksNews.com. And don't forget to check out Miranda's online home as well. That is Miranda Marquit, com. And, of course, you want to visit Michelle and her website, if Eric will get off of it. That is <laughs> CreditWriter.com. Credit, W R I T E R. Dot com Credit writer. If you've got a question, comment, or topic you'd like to suggest, tell us about it. Email us at hello at moneytalksnews.com. That's hello at moneytalksnews.com. And as I already told you at halftime, if you like what we do, subscribe to our podcast, okay? It really helps us out. I, I am Stacy Johnson. Well, let me say first, Michelle, thank you so much for being here. You're excellent. We would we'll love to have you back. And, and oh,
3: Thank you so much for having me. You
0: are quite welcome. I'm Stacy Johnson.
1: I'm Miranda Markwit.
2: I'm Aaron Freeman.
0: Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. We're going to see you right here next time.